and welcome to Above All Else, a podcast for women who are desiring to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Brianna Verjoski here with Jen Kish and Emily Bird, and it is a wonderful day to be with you, ladies. A chilly day here, obviously, not so much for <laughs> Emily. Um, <laughs> I'm still so confused. I'm not confused. I understand how weather works, but like, how are we only four hours apart and... It's like bathing suit weather where you're at. <laughs> well, I don't know about bathing suit weather, but it is 66 degrees and um, we've been in t-shirts. Uh, matter of fact, Erin uh, is in t-shirts and shorts, or she was a few moments ago. So I don't know what she's wearing now, but she was outside barefoot with shorts and t-shirt on. Wow. Um, but I would give anything to have some snow. <laughs> I'm, we're so jealous. Even if it's ice, we're jealous of what you've got right now. <laughs> oh, makes me sad. I've got a whole tote of snow clothes that I, I don't think will ever have the lid cracked open ever again. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. It's rough. Yeah. You've got 22 <laughs> degrees here, so my joints are like freezing up. And like, I woke up this morning, I was like, I can definitely feel like all the knee injuries I've ever had in my entire life just creeping in so yeah <laughs> Jen so other than trying to stay warm how's it been um on your part of North Georgia it's been good for us you know we got a couple of extra days with daddy at home which is always fun mm -hmm. for everybody um lots of food cooking games all the stuff um we didn't even school I was like hey everybody else is off we're just gonna play card games and today we did make the trek out to Walmart because you know you start to get nervous after a couple of days that you're gonna I don't know run out of coke or something so <laughs> we took everybody we were the only eight people I think in that whole Walmart this morning because I, no one's supposed to be on the roads but you know I live with a lineman so he'll drive in anything so he he took us down um but it's been good we've gotten some extra unexpected family time so it was fun Neat. Yeah. And more to yeah. come. We're home tomorrow too. So. Right. Yeah. Same. That's, I think that that's Braylee. She said, do I have to go back to school on Thursday? Yes. <laughs> like you're going to have to, oh, but not those days. Maybe we'll just start again next week. Yeah. I don't think that's how I'm with her. I'm with her. We'll just try next week. Right. We'll just give it a shot next week. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, it's been nice. It's been a good, um, good few days. And I, I enjoy the cold. I do wish that we had gotten some snow because I feel like just North of here in Chattanooga, all my friends have snow everywhere in their yards. Uh -huh. They're like, Oh, look at our beautiful snow. I'm like yeah. you're literally 15 minutes away from me. It's it true. Like it was a weird line. Yeah. yeah. So, Oh, well today is a fun day because we get to talk about the things that cultivate joy and laughter and, I would say overall, just a feeling of peace in our homes, because I think that when we when we bring those things together, that's kind of the feeling that we can get as a peaceful, um, just that happy feeling. And so obviously joy is not a feeling, but um, we get we get that to experience that. So how do we do that in our homes? Jen, what are some ways that you do that? And what are some things that maybe your kids have expressed bring joy and laughter to your home? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I, I was thrilled, Emily, when you sent this question over because it's actually something that I've been focusing on a lot for the last few months. 
um, just in some of the books that I've been reading and some of the conversations that I've had, um, finding more and more that I really want my home to be a place that's a refuge, you know, that's safe and joyful and um, not somewhere that people dread being. Um, now, sometimes people dread being here if they have to do like empty the dishwasher or something, <laughs> but those are things that must be done. And surprisingly, two of my kids, well, three actually, um, that was their response, which kind of was surprising to me, but I asked them this question because Emily asked her girls. So I was like, well, I'm gonna ask my kids before we come on and have this conversation. But three of my girls mentioned that a clean home is a happy home. And, um, I found that to be an interesting response because that's, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, um, of, um, you know, the food that we cook and music playing and, you know, who's here in the home and what we're doing, what activities we're doing. And, or like at Christmas time, what money I've spent to make Christmas magical, you know, like all of those things is kind of where my mind was going, but something as simple as just a clean and orderly home was surprising to me. It caught me off guard. And what, and one of my girls, she expanded on it. She's like, because when the house is clean, then we can like do things in it. Like we can enjoy the space and no one's stressed about the mess. And so that was kind of an interesting response from my girls. Um, and then my one, one of my girls said when everything smells good and we have cookies. <laughs> so that's pretty, mm -hmm. that's pretty her. That's pretty, uh, that's a very, um, expected response from her. Um, and then my son, my 15 year old said, if your leader is happy, everyone is happy. So a happy leader makes a happy home. And then he added also when we have lots of food because he's a 15 year old boy. So, um, I thought that was very insightful for him to recognize the power of a leader. Um, I know so often that it's my own attitude, um, obviously with my husband being the leader of the home, but I'm the one who's here most of the time cultivating this environment. So I know really quick that when my attitude is not right, or when I am fussy or stressed or anxious, that it falls down to everyone else, you know, then everyone kind of becomes on edge. Mm -hmm. Um, so no pressure, right? Like mom, <laughs> it's on you. Um, and I don't know. Um, I think focusing on the type of environment that we are cultivating at home should be something that we think about a lot. Um, and something that is always sort of at the forefront of our minds when we are kind of fussy, you know what I mean? Like, because sometimes when I have a bad attitude, bad attitude, it's, it's most often selfish. I, mm -hmm. I get real selfish and that's why I'm in a bad attitude. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's also selfish to taint the environment of my whole house because I'm in a bad mood. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like that is just an expression of selfishness um, and probably a little bit of humility um, or gratitude, like you mentioned earlier, Emily, too, could could fix some of that. Um, and there's a few scriptures. Maybe we'll talk about those in, in a minute. But um, just overall, that's what my kids said. I also asked my husband just because I wanted to know what he would say. Um, and he he said, um, good communication in the house, clean and in order, which is echoes what my girl said, a safe environment where everyone feels important, good food, make it fun with music and laughter. And then he said, and be nice, add that to the list. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of fun to hear what he thought too. And as like for him to add music, 
he is the DJ of our house. So you can tell a lot about what he's feeling by what kind of music is playing when he's home. And that brings a lot of atmosphere and joy and fun to the house. So um, I think it's a good question. Ask your kids, if you're listening, ask your family what brings joy and and what makes the atmosphere welcoming and loving in your own home. Because that was that was neat to ask. Um, well, I love that. I love that you got Jared's opinion on it also, because it, um, I think it's important to include our husbands on like, what do you think makes, makes this home joyful? What do you, um, what do you appreciate about our home? That kind of thing, because it's such a team effort. Mm -hmm. Um, Emily, what about you? What do you think? What do your girls think? (laughs) Well, um, when I, I I have my list of things that I have been thinking, you know, what what makes this place a peaceful home, a home where people want to come and visit, a place where you want to stay, and um and and then like I said this morning I asked my children and I was shocked by their answers because they completely were opposite of mine. Um, mine was like I know what makes me peaceful is having a clean home having, having food cooked, (laughs) same kind of thing that your, your girl said, Jen. And, um, and we have to work in this home. Of course we all do, but I'm good at making games and making chores fun. And so I, like, I would have said that, like making, making, making a game out of the, the chores that we have to do and laughter and having music and dancing around the kitchen and being silly. Those are the things that I think cultivate a joy filled house that is, you know, full of laughter. However, when I ask my children, girls, why do you think that our house is filled with joy? Um, What makes it a peaceful place? What makes it a place that you want to be? Um, Adeline's answer was, I like when we have a set routine. That when we, she said, when we start the day early with um, breakfast, when breakfast is ready early and we come down and we're in our clothes and not our pajamas and And she's right. On days that we start our days late and we've kept our pajamas on a little bit later, those days are not productive as as much as the days where you get out of the bed, you put your clothes on. I make breakfast. We have our our daily devotions together and we start the day like if we can keep that set routine um, for her that starts her day off right and it 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 kind of that colors the whole day when it starts off right. Um, She also said. I can tell when all of us have had our own quiet time in the morning together because we are more gracious towards each other. Um, she's like, when everybody has has met with the Lord themselves before we all come together. Uh, and that's what I've always tried to train my children. Does that happen every day? Absolutely not. Do I have night owls who would rather have their quiet time at night? Yes, I do. But um, she said, when people are right with the Lord <laughs> and they're spending time with them themselves, the people in our home, then um, she said it carries over. We're, we're more graceful towards each other. And she's right. She's exactly right. Um, Lindsay, um, she her answer was, mama when we're not too busy she said when we have filled the schedule and we're going somewhere every day and we're having to run 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 she says and there's not enough time for play there's not enough time for reading there's not enough time for music she said that steals my peace and it does um and uh there are some things that we have weeded out last semester and i can already tell 
the difference in the temperature of my home just since just since this semester has officially started and it has been sweet. So honestly, when I was running this topic by you, that's why I've been thinking that. What have we changed? Why why does life feel so much better than it did in December or in November? Um, it's because we weeded out some, There, there's time to have peace. We weeded out some of the things that weren't necessary. And Aaron and Clara's kind of go along together. Um, a joyful, peaceful home for them is when we have time together to make sure that we have time together to play games, to eat dinner. And Clara says, the main thing that we do that I love the most is talking around our table. And that comes when everyone is around the table eating dinner. I don't have a, one child that's, you know, here at you know, there are one, one practice gymnastics and ones at dance and, you know, we're all together. And so, um, all of their answers were about not, it wasn't about the music. It wasn't about making things fun and laughter. It was just really about being together and making sure that, um, we're not too busy. And when we are home, that there's a set routine that, uh, they know what to expect each morning. Um, so, uh, anyways, that was not at all what I was going to say, um, as far as what I do to try to have a, a joy filled home that is, is full of laughter and full of peace. Um, but I thought it was interesting and, and you're exactly right, Jen. It's, uh, they've kind of stepped on my toes and was like, okay, mama, instead of being lazy in the morning, you need to you need to get breakfast going and get, get that day started. So they're, you're ready for them when they come downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. And, and not, not making our schedule too full. Um, there's lots and lots of good things that we can do. And and I've learned here since we've moved to Augusta, the homeschooling community here is huge and the things that we can do and, and participate in are innumerable. And I see all these good things that I want to do and get us involved in. And they're like, Oh, we just need to be at home. It's okay. And so sometimes I, I, I'm afraid that I trade the best things uh, or what I think are the best things. Um, I they're, they're not the best things I'm trading. Uh, I'm trading the best thing being at home with my children and enjoying their time and enjoying us being together rather than, um, you know, I, I need to do that rather than keep us busy with a lot of good things. I need to choose better things, the best things. But I think what I love about what both of your kids said is that it's not things that don't also bring us as moms joy. Like those are the things spending time with my kids, like playing games, getting to have game night, um, getting to, you know, even if it's like tidying up, getting to do those kinds of things together. I enjoy those things with them. And I think that like, as I was listening to your lists of what your kids said, I was thinking, you know, those are things that I enjoy doing with my kids too. But I think sometimes like with Braylee playing soccer, I get so into like, oh, she's going to love this. She's going to love to do this where I forget like, oh, maybe like, yes, does she enjoy playing soccer? But at the root of it, like she still enjoys the things that like that we, you know, the things that bring us joy are all very similar. And that's just kind of what I was the things that they were all mentioning because we had these ideas of what they might say obviously um 
had no idea what Braley would say. Sweet little Braley. Um, you'll have to make sure I quote her correctly, ladies, but it was something to the extent <laughs> of when there were spiders in the garage. Is that what it was? She said. <laughs> I, I don't know why that would bring her joy. I don't know that she fully understood the question. If we're <laughs> I don't know. I tried to like make it simple. Um, don't think she got it. Uh, or maybe she's like, yeah, because mom's terrified of spiders. And when we saw those spiders, it was hilarious. Like maybe that was what she was going with. I don't know. Um, but I do think that those things that your kids mentioned were things that as parents bring us joy also. And we sometimes stay busy because we think that these are the things that our kids want to be doing and they might want to do those things. There might truly be a desire for your kid to play that sport or do that thing. But down, if you get like to the root of it, it's, it's that connection, that time with mom and dad, that connection, that time to be with the family. I love that Clara enjoys when you guys just sit and talk. Um, I love that. And, um, I love that you guys off like give that time. I think that's so important. Um, so practically what is, I? we're busy people, right? We, when we've talked about busyness, like episode one or two, we talked about busyness. Mm -hmm. And so practically, how do we take this idea and make it reality? How do we spend more time getting up? How do we find that motivation to get up early in the morning, make breakfast so our families are ready to go for the day or start cutting out those things that, like, oh, they enjoy this sport, but deep down, it's cutting into this time where we can all sit around and have conversation. Or maybe the house isn't getting as clean and because we have X, Y, and Z to do each week. And so practically, ladies, talk us through um, what, do, what do we do to practically live um, out what, the, what our kids are saying are the most important things, biblically, obviously, because... Sometimes our children will say things and we don't just bend to their every will, but you know what I mean? So, um, Jen, why don't you start us off? How do you, what does that look like for you practically? What do we think? Um, so we do try very hard to protect our dinner time. Um, and oh my gosh, Emily, we had Clara here at our dinner table on Friday night, which was so fun and so sweet and, um, so good to have a conversation with her and to see her. And, um, it's, it is something that I do try to protect. Um, it, as the kids get older, the ones with jobs and licenses and things to do, um, it, it does become less and less where we have everyone present. Um, but we have tried to make sure that there's at least two nights a week that everybody is around the dinner table at the same time. And uh, for my older teens, that's probably the most that we can expect. Um, but we do try to protect dinner time and we try to let them know, hey, remember, we're having family dinner. Make sure that you can be here for whatever, um, whatever time frame it is. And so that's something that I really probably need to learn more from even you, Emily, someone who's kind of navigated older kids than I have. Um, but I am trying to protect that. I do try to leave a lot of white space in my calendar. Um, you know, specific times I have certain days of the week that I do not leave my house. 
Um, and I have found that to be very helpful because like Monday is a day that I don't leave my house. If I get up Monday morning and run an errand, I'll lose the whole day because I'll go out and I'll stop by the pharmacy. Then I'll be like, oh, well, while I'm here, I should go to the grocery store. And while I'm here, I'll grab lunch or, you know, it just becomes, it's never just the 30 minute errand. It always becomes the multiple hours of being out of the mm-hmm. house. And so that is really helpful. Mondays and Thursdays are my days that I do not leave the house. Um, you know, unless we have an appointment or something is absolutely necessary, but I even try to schedule our appointments on Tuesdays or Wednesday afternoons. Mm -hmm. So, um, I try to be very intentional on Wednesdays and Fridays. We're at co-op. So those are days that I know we have to be out of the house. So, um, that has been really helpful to me. And if you, I know that that doesn't necessarily work for, for everyone, if you work outside of the house, but if you're like, if you need to block off Sunday, you know, we go to church and then after church, we're home or Saturday afternoon. If I get up and I've got things I need to do in the morning, I'm going to be home from, you know, two o'clock until whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. You just have to find where it fits in your life to block off time to be home. My husband said yesterday, because now he's been off for multiple days and more to come. He was like, I'm a little bit nervous about having, you know, so much time at home and nothing to do really. Cause we can't even go outside cause it's so cold. Um, because he is a goer and a doer. Like he's in the yard, he's in his shop, he's out fishing, you know, he's always doing things, but it's been so sweet. Like we did what you guys did last night. Like we played games. And, um, I think when God gives us this downtime, we should really try to maximize it to the best of our ability and go, Oh, Hey, God has given us these days for rest. Mm-hmm. There is purpose there, right? There mm-hmm. is purpose in that. Um, so taking advantage of purposed rest. Um, and there was one more thing that I wanted to say about um, routine, what Emily was leaning into, because uh, I think that if you are intentional about a routine, I'm big about get up, get dressed. I have to put shoes on. I think I've said on here before, but I have specific shoes that I wear in my house because if I don't, if I have shoes on, I'm not going to sit on the couch because I've got my shoes on, you know? So there are things that I have to do since I am home so much that keep me in a, in a work mode, like Mm -hmm. a a productivity mode. And Mm -hmm. one of those is put my shoes on. So I'm the same way with my kids, like get up, get dressed, put your shoes on, do the things that you would, well, actually they don't put shoes on. I'm just, I don't let them wear shoes in the house, but they don't put shoes on, but get dressed, do all the things that you would have to do if we were leaving the house to prepare for your day at home so that we can be as productive as possible while we're here. Um, so if I get those days, if my schedule goes according to plan, the atmosphere of my house is just hugely different. It's usually a word. It's very, very different than, um, than it is when, when the schedule is too tight and we're just running, running, running. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's practical help for somebody. No, I definitely think that that's, I didn't even think about the shoe thing. Like, cause I, that I started wearing, I got some, some shoes to wear at my house, wear around. And I, cause I feel when I have those on mom is ready to do business. Like we yes. are, we are getting it done. Mom is cleaning. Mom is doing the, all the things. Um, but I didn't even think about correlating the fact that when I put those on, I'm like not sitting down on the couch. I'm doing the things. So I think that listen, I'm learning practical things right now. Just thinking like, so there you go. Practical, very yeah. practical. Emily, what about you? How do we practically do these things? What does that look like? 
I'm learning well, from you both. So just keep the <laughs> advice, the wisdom coming. Oh, well, I, I, I will reiterate white space days. I learned that, um, oh gracious, probably, uh, I think it was my second year homeschooling. Um, and that there has to be, and, and, I, and I block off a day, it was always Mondays. And then after we moved here, it's now Tuesdays, um, but that we're going to be home. Um, and whether, like, like Jen said, whether you can have it a day or whether it be, whether it's okay, Tuesday evenings, everybody is home and we protect this with every ounce of our lives. We've got to be intentional to spend time together. If you're going to grow together as a family, you've got to spend time together. Um, and that that doesn't that doesn't happen by chance because the world is pulling at us and saying, hey, come over here and try this and try that. We've got a thousand different things that we can do. But if we're intentional to know you know, Tuesday nights or, or Tuesday day or, or whatever night it may be Thursday nights, all of the family, we're going to be together and we protect that time. And, um, you know, when things arise, whether, even if it's church things, even if it's good things, um, my girls know to say no. And we've had to do that with our, our older girls who are now just like you were talking about, Jen. Um, you know, of course I've got one in college who's away, but she knows that when she's home, we're going to be here on, you know, Thursday night. That's the night that we're here together. We're going to have dinner. Um, we're going to play games uh, or, or Friday nights, whatever it may be. But as of, as of right now, it's Friday nights uh, for all, for all of my game. But um, the other thing, uh, you know, I, after you talked about Jared and his, his answer, um, I just messaged Jason Bird <laughs> I was like, okay, I said, quick answer. Um, what do you think makes our home peaceful and joyful? He gave me a one word answer. You. Oh, <laughs> Which is so sweet. But yeah, that could be a really, really deep answer because I am the thermostat of this house. I know that. Mm -hmm. And um when when he comes home and I am happy to meet him at the door with a smile on my face that um, the house maybe smell smells good because something is cooking or, you know, there's there's not laundry sitting in his chair. He can sit down and relax. I am I have to be really intentional about how I run this home and about how my attitude is. And I think, honestly, I know I, I'm always harping on this. So everybody who's ever listened to this podcast and you girls know that I'm going to say, I think it is all ultimately how we cultivate an attitude of gratitude in our house. I think when we are grateful people, that is where contentment comes from. And that is ultimately, even when the house is a mess, even when I don't have dinner, we can still be content and joyful, even when it doesn't really match what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. um, so when I see my children, for example, um, if I'm looking at Psalm 127, um, hold on, I, you know what? I'm just going to read, I'm going to read the first uh Four verses, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain, you rise early and you stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. But children are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward for him. Like the arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children in, born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. I, I, I relate to this in vain. I rise up early and I stay up late toiling for food to eat. Um, 
but he grants sleep to those he loves. I find myself working and working and working and working. But you know what? Um, when I am when I am toiling so hard and working so hard to make things look perfect, sometimes I take for granted that you know, I'm not appreciating those children that he has blessed me with. But when I look at my family, when I look at Jason Byrne and my four daughters as truly the gifts that they are, then I, I am intentional to spend time with them. And when I am intentional to spend time with them, to listen to them, um, I'm, I'm a talker. And a lot of the time I want to give advice and I want to teach. But when I take time to just sit back and listen to them and listen to what they're thinking about and listen to their ideas. And no matter how crazy they are and no matter how tired I am, um, no matter how many things that I've got in the back of my mind thinking, I've got to fold this load of laundry and I need to do this and that. If I just sit down and truly appreciate the gifts that they are and sit down and 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 listen to Jason Bird and the things that he's got going on and realize that he is a gift to me, given to me by the Lord, then that promotes a whole uh, a whole world of peace within these four walls and they know that they are important um and so I, I I think ultimately being grateful for the gifts that the Lord has given me within these four homes within these four walls um these these sweet five people that I get to do life with if I appreciate them um I will I will treat them as the gifts that they are and so when Jason Bird said you I, I think he was being wonderfully kind and that he, I mean, he, I know he is crazy about me. Oh my goodness. And I'm crazy about him. He, he, he still turns my toes after 31 years, but um, he is, he is exactly right though. I am the one who kind of controls the temperature in this house and yeah. um, I've got to be intentional to, um, to make time to appreciate those children and him. Um and that so, we have the scripture to back that up. The, the, you know, like the scripture that we talked about a few minutes ago oh, uh, well, before we press record. But it goes so perfectly with what he's saying because I love how you said that the wife is the thermostat of the, or, the, you know, the, the wife, mom, we are the thermostat of the home. I, I've, I've never heard that before. Um, but that is so true. And this, the scripture, um, what's it? Proverbs 25, 24. 21, 21, 21, nine and 19. Okay. And, and the other one was 25, 24. Do you have 21, 19? I have, I have 21, nine and 21, 19. Several places to go. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 21, nine says better to live on a corner of a roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. 19 says it's better to live in the desert than with a quarrelsome and ill-tempered wife. Apparently, it's better to live anywhere <laughs> than in your home if your wife is quarrelsome and ill-tempered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so it, it's in. Okay. Yeah. Twenty-five, twenty-four. Yeah. So I think that the Bible t- is so clear about that. Like, if 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 Mama ain't happy, like it's true. She makes the whole house unhappy, right? And I don't I don't really like it when people use that phrase for we should make her happy. So you know, whatever. But it is it is true that if we are unhappy, the whole house is gonna be unhappy. So I love that that was his response to you. And I think that is so sweet. It's sweet, but honest. <laughs> but it's so it's so true. And um but when so, you're cranky, we're all cranky. 
Did I tell you guys about our little ambiance ambiance hour that we were doing back at Christmas? Okay, so um, my oldest daughter and I have gotten, and I think I did. I talked about it on one of the podcasts, but anyway, um, we were like turning all the Christmas lights on and all the big lights down and just the lamps and the candles and the, and then we would turn on the little snow scene or Christmas scene on YouTube on the TV and turn on the fire. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we've just been carrying that on even though Christmas is over. Um, but it's so funny because last night my husband was laying out on the couch and we were just in this little ambiance hour, you know, with the kids all around and you know, all the things. Um, and he's like, you've created a paradise here. And I thought, Oh, like I almost cried because it, that is what it's all about. Like to hear for him to recognize it first, but for this to be a place where he can come from whatever he's dealing with out in the world. And he can say that this is a paradise, like our living room that, that spoke volumes to me. And all it is, is just being a little bit intentional about what the mood in the house is. Mm -hmm. So um, so that he doesn't have to go live in the desert or up on a roof, <laughs> maybe on occasion, this is a place of peace. So, um, it's definitely worth putting in the effort to try to create that kind of an atmosphere. I agree. Oh, definitely. And I think we need as moms to give ourselves some grace when, when things aren't perfect, the way we think that they have to be perfect for us to have a joy filled, peaceful home. Um, everything doesn't have to be done. Everything doesn't have to be in place. Um, but it is, it is our attitude that will affect everything. And if we are joyful and we can over, we can overlook the mess, we can overlook the burnt dinner and, and laugh about it and not take ourselves so seriously. Oh, I am, I am the worst at, at taking myself too seriously. It's like, Emily, just laugh. It's okay. Nobody's going to remember your, all your mistakes tomorrow. They don't care. Um, but if you laugh about it, we can all laugh and we can move on and we can go and have that place of peace where my living room is a paradise rather than me wanting to huff off to my room. Um, because I'm, I'm cranky and I, I need to put myself into a timeout. <laughs> yeah. I need to remember that. Yeah. I like, um, I, was inspired to ask Joseph. I was I didn't, didn't know what he was doing. So I didn't want to like, you know, give him some super long, hey, what is, but I asked him what, you know, helps, what makes our home peaceful and joyful? And then and he wasn't responding. So I was like, quickly, please. <laughs> not that, not that, that's not it. Um, His response was common love. And I was like, I am so confused. And so he said the things like our family, our community, our village of people, um, church serving together, um, relationship and uniqueness and personalities with family. So I'm kind of confused. That's a lot of different ways to go with it. Um, very confused. So all these things, all these beautiful lists that you guys have, and I'm like, Okay, spiders no, and common family. Common love. I don't think that he's wrong though, especially yeah. when the family that serves the Lord together, 
Oh my goodness. There is, there is joy in that. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And when it is a common goal that we're going to serve together and we're in the throes of it, even in the hard stuff, we are still together and we know that we've got each other's back and this is what we do. There is something really, really, really sweet and peaceful in that, knowing that every single person in this home is, is working for that common goal. That's fantastic. I think that brings, that brings peace and joy. And it's very unique, Brie. Like I, you guys, <laughs> like you guys really do ministry together. You know, I know a lot, like we have this, a pastor's wife from our, where we used to live and I, I don't, whatever, but she would like come to the church in her pajamas and drop off the the kids like dress to her pastor husband at church on Sunday mornings and leave the kids with him. Like, and she would go back home and get ready and then come. But I was like, I, I remember just every time I would see that, I'd be like, he's at work. Like he is working. So when I see you and Joseph and the way you do ministry together, whether it's at your church or something like this, how you guys facilitate this podcast and do all this work for us. It really is unique and it really is powerful for the kingdom of God. So while his response might not have been the words you were expecting, I think Emily is so right that it is very, very powerful and evident in your relationship and probably in your home too, that you guys are together in your service to the Lord. Well, I'm just glad you guys speak Joseph well enough to get that. Like that makes sense now that you're like, okay, this is what he meant. Uh, Cause at first I was like, I'm so confused. What do I do? with? So no, that makes complete sense though. But um, well, and that's kind of what I was thinking when you were talking about taking days, having days where you just have nothing, where you don't leave the house. Um, So working outside of the home, like that's, I'm out other than, well, today we had to go to the doctor, but other than days when we're off, I'm out of the home every single day, but we have been very, um, careful about very specific days. Like, um, we Mondays are our days and, you know, it was making me laugh because Monday used to be Emily's day. And then two crazy ladies were like, you want to do a podcast and we'll do it on Tuesdays. And now she's like, Tuesdays have to be my day. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's okay. uh, but, (laughs) But we like, so we have very specific days because the rest of the week really is like when we're going through our week, we're like, well, we have this this thing we're doing, you know, for church and this and this. And one of the really cool things um, that we got to do this past Saturday, which is Saturday is not usually a do anything day. That's my Sabbath. Um, That's kind of our family chill day. But we had a seniors banquet type thing, like a seniors luncheon at church. And um, Braylee, well, both the girls came with us because we were both there like, Come on, ladies, let's go. But Braylee got to jump in with our young adults and help them serve the food. And I said, actually, well, I told some of our young adults, I said, make sure that she is, you know, serving. She's not just sitting on the couch. She's not just playing games. Like if you see her sitting down, like make sure she's taking plates to the trash. She's please don't let her refill anybody's cup. But like she's carrying things assist, you know, that she's capable of. And so I do think though, that the fact that we do all of those things together really does bring a oneness in our home where we're 
it, it allows balance almost because there are times when one of us will be a little bit more, um, I don't want to use the word burnt out because I don't feel that we've ever been burned out, but like, well, not with church, but like there'll be times when one's a little bit more exhausted, right? Just a, a little bit more exhausted than the other one that week. And it's easier to empathize because we're doing mm -hmm. it together. It's oh. easier to be like, okay, I got you this week. Like, let's go. We'll go on, we'll run on caffeine and my pure energy that I have. Um, but I do think that that is one of the ways that our family just operates in working together and serving the Lord together and, um, doing it as a full on unit and even our five-year-old getting involved and in, we're going to serve. And, um, Kaylin, when she's big enough, I suppose when I can trust her not to throw things, when, when she starts just handing instead of throwing things at you and she wants you to have something. So, um, I love that you mentioned though, um, like, you know, when one gets burnt out, um, you have the rest who are going to come around that person. Um, I think that is part of seeing a beautiful, peaceful home that you've created in the fact that we are free to be ourselves and, and even show the ugly side and the hard side. And when I am struggling that the rest of the gang comes around me and, you know, mama needs some prayer right now, or one, you know, this certain child, we have all of us joining around and, and, and feeling number one, talking about what, what does God say about this? And we're talking as a family, they are free to be themselves and to, to, speak the hard things that they're thinking that they're going through and that uh, we, we come ar around them and pray over them and talk about what, what does God say about this? Um, and I think that is part of uh, our job as mamas, especially because uh, I do believe that we are the thermostat in making, making our homes a really, really safe environment to be if they feel like they can be their true selves here, that's just a peaceful place to be. When I know, when I, when I'm, when I've taken off the mask and I can just be who I am. Um, and that's, uh, I, I think we as mamas help cultivate that kind of environment of, I love you no matter what. And we're going to pray you through this. And uh, we as a family are going to pray you through this. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that you feel rotten right now. Um, this is a season and we, with the Lord's help, will get through it. I love that. That's one of, I'll leave you with another Jaredism. <laughs> Jared mm -hmm. says so many things that just stick in my brain, but he says often, um, you know, one of us can be down, but we can't both be down at the same time. And mm -hmm. he's been really good at like, like at verbalizing that because it's like when, when one is down, the other's got to be able to lift them up a bit, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, if there's an extraordinary circumstance or whatever, and you're, you know, but on, on a daily basis, somebody's going to have to be able to, to help lift the other. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love that he says, I love that he says that and it sticks in my mind. One of us can be down, but we can't both be down at the same time. So um, that's how the house is supposed to work. That if, like Emily just said, if one is down, the others come around and lift that one up. So that definitely is a contributing factor to peace and joy in our homes. I agree. Oh, I love it. And I have loved this conversation. And once again, I'm so glad that you both speak Joseph well enough that you could help me decipher a little bit. Um, this makes sense now. Um, but I have absolutely loved having this conversation um, with both of you. I feel like I learned so much because I am still, I just have littles. And so um, there's a lot of things that 
I don't know even about littles. And so um, I appreciate you ladies, not only sharing your wisdom with me, um, but also all of our listeners and everyone that tunes into to hear all of the all of the things going on in our lives um, every other week. And so if you are one of those people listening today, we are so thankful for you. Um, we thank you for your support, for the fact that you just listen. And so um, if you want, you can follow us on all social media platforms. You can find us in our link tree, which will be in the description on both our um, Apple podcast link and Facebook or anywhere else that you find your podcasts. Um, we will talk to you all in two weeks. Have a good week.